Hello everyone, it's Aisa here from Seek to Speak, and in this International Women's Day special, we are celebrating the stories and experiences shared by all of you during our Kisa Kita short story competition with the team Embrace Equity. In part 4 of this special, you will listen to the final 11 stories that we have on gender equity. Yes, we are finally at the finishing line and if this is your first time listening to this special, oh my god, there's a treat for you because there is part 1, part 2 and part 3 for you to enjoy in order to continue being inspired and in awe of the women and girls who shared their stories here. And if you're a loyal listener and this is your fourth episode, thank you for following us throughout the journey and I hope you love the stories shared here and I hope that you tell us if any of these stories resonate with you because we would love to tell the authors of its impact on you but going back to this episode what you will be hearing are experiences and opinions on gender equity and how it is different from equality some great observations on gender roles and unfair biases as well as as well as what we can do to do better really so do check out our show notes for the full list of authors as well as our amazing voiceover volunteers And before we begin, just a quick trigger warning as usual that the stories here will touch on themes concerning gender discrimination in many forms. So if you find this content triggering, please stop now and come back when or if you're ready. But without further ado, for the last time, let's hear it from you. The sun shone brightly through the window casting a beam of light across the worn wooden desk. The desk was occupied by a young girl, her face illuminated by the gaze of the sun. Nina was staring intently at the paper in front of her, her pencil hovering above the paper, her mind racing with possibilities. The paper was an application for a leadership role at her secondary school. It was a position she had been dreaming of since she was a little girl. A position she had worked hard to earn. Nina was certain she had all the qualifications necessary to fill the role. But despite her hard work and dedication, she was aware that the role was reserved for male students only. Nina sighed and put down her pencil. Frustration and disappointment filling her heart. She had worked hard to achieve her goals, and this was not the outcome she had expected. She knew that the lack of opportunity for women in leadership roles was due to gender inequality, and it made her angry. The young girl felt powerless in the face of injustice. The young girl felt powerless in the face of such injustice. She wanted to be a voice for change in her school, but she felt like She had no way to do so. Her dreams had been dashed by something she had no control over. Suddenly, Nina realized she still had a chance to make a difference. She had the power to be a role model to her peers and inspire them to stand up for what they believed in, even if they faced opposition. She could still be a leader, even if she wasn't in an official position. Nina smiled to herself. She had been so focused on her goals that she had forgotten about the empowered, about the importance of inspiring others. She knew that if she could do that, she could make a difference. 
She picked up her pencil and continued to fill out her application, determined to make a difference. Even if she wasn't given an official role, she still had a chance to be a leader and to fight for gender equity. She was determined that this would be her legacy. I don't believe we live in a harmonious and clean racist nation. In our society, racism and discrimination are on the rise. I always felt it would be strange to have a hit girl representing our school leader before the pandemic. I witnessed the teachers complimenting the boys despite their grave mistakes. Even though female students are superior at leadership, men will always be chosen to fill leadership roles. The question, why can't we have the same opportunity, then crossed my thoughts. Even though they brought everyone to the interview, they informed the boys in advance of the questions that would be asked. People should be given the same opportunity and should not be given special privileges because of their background. It's something I have always heard. Although that is essential, are we sure it is already practiced daily? What about those who are unable to afford the fee? Well, it's commonly called rich privileges and may occur everywhere. For example, they might reveal the entry deadline for a contest just a day or two beforehand, but they'd already know who will be competing. It was merely a formality to give the impression they chose based on the interview. It's unfair for someone to succeed who already puts in a lot of effort. The poor will struggle since we have to pay even though they will occasionally be given the same opportunity. Other issues include sexual harassment, which affects people of both genders. Making school a safer place, which began with Ayn Husniza at TikTok when she told us about how her teacher made a sexual joke is a situation that opened my eyes. According to a story, Someone once told me a girl was raped by a group of men one day when she was jogging in the park. The teacher remarked that she must have liked it and would go there again. I was appalled and wondered why some victims are reluctant to call the police because of the sexist remarks they might receive. Well, I also have someone I admire. My mother qualifies because she has already overcome several hardships in life. She demonstrates that she didn't give up on her dream just because she needed to care for us. She excelled as a teacher, a mother, and a lovely wife to my late father. This one time, someone made hateful statements about my mother out of jealousy. My mother claimed she didn't give a damn concentrated on her work and won an award that year. That is an extraordinary tale. Next, I think one of my female seniors is 
also outstanding because she was the first female student in my school to become a head girl. She is a responsible, dedicated student and an educated woman who can express her opinion. Since everyone should fight for equality, we should eliminate racism and gender inequality in our nation for the next generation's sake. Our guiding principle should be equity if you want to live in a peaceful and secure environment. Millennial Parents I handed the delivery boy the cash, smiled a thank you as I closed the door. You should serve boy a plate. My mother-in-law remarked as she placed the takeaway food on the dining table. My baby gurgled a sign of discomfort on my hip. Swiftly, I rocked him. Oh, I think he's got it. I turned to my husband in the living room, meddling with the Netflix options. Gan sayang. I called out to him. My son fussed somewhere. He needed a feed. He looked over and smiled. Oh yeah, boleja. To this, my mother-in-law gave me a pursed-lip smile and uttered a small sing-songy, okay then, before busying herself in the kitchen. My father-in-law coming down just on cue for her to fix him a plate. I hummed as I passed my flustered, red-faced baby to my husband as I went to make our son a bottle. I noticed a penetrating stare from behind me. As I pressed the microwave on to heat a pre-made bottle, I fixed a plate of food. To this, I caught a small smile my mother-in-law made, commenting suddenly on how delicious the food was. Father-in-law grunted and asked for some water. She got up immediately and got him a glass. As I placed my plate of food on the coffee table, I propped myself up on the living room sofa as my husband passed me our son. My favorite part of our feeding routine is the intimacy of holding my baby close. My husband kissed my hair before he went and got himself a plate. I'll get you something to drink with that. I beamed at him graciously. My mother remarked how fortunate I was once, seeing my husband nurse me back to health in postpartum, as in her youth, having to take care of children as well as a full-grown man, she is to never be able to rely on a husband on a whim to take the baby. She was to always serve everyone first and herself last, because that was what was expected of her too. It was the way her elders raised her to. A mother stretches herself, gives, and services without contempt or complaint, or at least to not show it. This horrified me. For the longest time, marriage scared me and I grew up viewing it as a prison that binds you to be a maid, nanny for a man's every beck and call. Until I met my husband who though, sometimes in the beginning, felt entitled to some things. He quickly grew accustomed to the type of girl and life 
I envisioned, which he gladly, for love's sake, followed through with me. I made sure parenthood was as much a process, duty, and delight to me as it was to my husband, who then grabbed his own plate afterwards of gawking lovingly at his own son's suckling, much to the displeasure of my mother-in-law. Visits to my in-laws has always echoed that forgotten expectations I did not bother to let burden me. But I would not falter. Besides, I have the chance of a generation to alter. Thinking so as I peered down and kissed my son's forehead. I whispered my hopes that he, too, would grow up easing the woman in his life. That I would teach him. Process of being fair to men and women. To ensure fairness, measures must often be put in place to compensate for the historical and social disadvantages that prevent women and men from operating on a level playing field. Equity is a mean. Equality is the result. By UNICEF. Almost all countries, regardless of how progressive, have a history of mistreating women. To put it in a different way, Women from all over the world have been defiant to achieve their current standing. While Western nations continue to make progress, third world countries such as India lagged behind in terms of gender equity. Growing up, I've always been raised in an environment where the opposite gender has always had the upper hand, and I, as a woman, have to go through countless obstacles to achieve my standing. This applied even for the simplest tasks like getting something from the store or even getting a promotion at work. This has been so normalized that women had accepted her place in the society and has never voiced out on this issue. Answering parents also took advantages of the situation and has forced their daughters to get married at a young age and restrict them from getting the knowledge they need because women belong behind the stove. According to UNICEF Malaysia, at least 1,500 children get married every year. This absurd issue has caused countless women's dreams to be crushed due to holy matrimony between an underage woman and a man twice her age. This act has been popularly practiced during the prehistorical era, but certain societies need to understand that we are living in 2023. According to a source, it has delivered that a high percentage of children who are the victim of child marriage has suffered through physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. Not only that, none of the victims has voiced this out until they were called out. According to one of the sources, they have gathered that these victims' nurturers have raised them in an environment where men are God and women have to bow to them. In my opinion, one of the main factor problems due to gender equity aroused is because of the lack of education in that particular gender and in today's world we are talking about women and transgenders. To overcome this problem, authorities should impose the laws and fine those breaking them brutally. Beside that, we could also provide emotional and educational aids like therapy for the victims who went through abuse and scholarships. Women should never be treated so illfully when we are the one nurturing and taking care of the opposite gender. We want our share of human rights and treated equally in the society. 
We are also human with desires and treating us like an object or like a broken record does not satisfy our itch. This issue should be talked about in generations to come and women should be treated like a human being and nothing less. We should embrace equity within our society. Hidup dalam masyarakat yang menghakimi tidak mudah. Ya, ini kisah aku. Sebagai seorang gadis yang selalu dihakimi oleh masyarakat hanya kerana aku menghidap penyakit kronik sejak lahir. Tipulah kalau aku kata tak penat dengan setiap ayat yang keluar dari mulut mereka. Aku penat, malah hampir mengalah dengan hidup sendiri. Ayah buat semua ini untuk melindungi. Dia ingat kita nak sangat kawan dengan dia. Kalau bukan sebab upah, tak ada siapa yang nak dekat dengan dia. Kau tengoklah dia tu. Dah 24 tahun pun masih tak kerja. Duduk rumah menghabiskan beras tak sudah. Sikit-sikit bagi alasan sakit. Macam dia seorang je yang sakit dekat dunia ni. Dan banyak lagi ayat yang menyakitkan aku terpaksa dengar. Sejak kerja sehingga kini, aku dihakimi tanpa henti. Aku pula hanya menyelan setiap apa yang keluar dari mulut mereka. Hidup aku tak mudah dan aku percaya hidup orang lain juga tak semudah yang aku sangka. Setiap langkah yang aku diperhatikan, setiap keputusan yang aku buat dipertikai, setiap usaha aku diremehkan, setiap kali aku cuba mahu lakukan sesuatu, aku akan dilarang, tertekan, sedih dan aku mengaku. Aku hampir gila dengan persitaran aku. Hanya kerana aku membawa sakit, suara aku tidak pernah didengar oleh mereka. Aku tidak ada tempat di sini. Disebabkan itu, aku berusaha keras. Aku berusaha keras untuk buktikan yang aku juga mampu. Aku berusaha keras untuk membuat keputusan aku sendiri. Aku berusaha hebat untuk melawan sakit walaupun terpaksa berjuang setiap detik. Aku berusaha tanpa henti untuk membuktikan bahawa aku juga boleh jadi cemerlang walaupun dengan sakit yang aku bawa. Sekali lagi, aku katakan ia tidak mudah. Namun, syukurlah masih ada beberapa orang yang memahami dan menyokong perjalanan hidupku. Malah, ada di antara mereka yang menjadikan aku sebagai role model dalam hidup mereka. Kau manusia yang paling kuat yang aku pernah kenal. Walaupun semua anggap kau tak boleh buat, tapi kau tetap buktikan satu persatu pada mereka. Kau hebat sebab boleh hidup dalam persikitaran yang menyakitkan. Kalau aku, bukan saja terdekan, malah boleh gila dengan ayat mereka. Kau nak tahu tak? Kenapa kau boleh lalui semua benda ni? Sebab kau ikhlas dengan hidup kau. Bila kita ikhlas, Allah akan salurkan kekuatan yang kita tak pernah sangka. Itu antara beberapa ayat yang menjadikan aku sebagai semangat untuk seterus hidup. Benar, stigma tentang sakit kronik yang tak boleh nak buat apa-apa dan bergantung pada orang tua wujud dalam masyarakat persetaraan aku. Semangatku beberapa kali dipatahkan malah dihancurkan dengan persepsi mereka. Entah berapa gelen hari mataku jatuh kerana sikap dan ayat mereka. Walaupun aku rasa aku tiada tempat dalam peristiranku, 
Aku tetap berusaha untuk buktikan pada mereka bahawa tanggapan mereka terhadap aku salah. Aku tetap manusia biasa yang perlu diberi ruang juga peluang untuk hidup seperti manusia normal yang lain. Maka, satu permintaanku pada mereka. Mohon layan aku seperti manusia biasa. Jangan perkecilkan semangat aku untuk terus hidup. Aku perlukan sokongan untuk berjuang dalam kehidupan seperti yang lain. Belajarlah untuk berbuat baik sebagaimana firman Allah dalam surat Al-Qasas ayat 77 yang berbunyi Dan berbuatlah baik kepada orang lain sebagaimana Allah berbuat baik kepadamu I spent my childhood watching strong women pave the way Leave big footsteps for me to fill in These female figures showed me to not let my gender constrict my ability and aspirations, to not be afraid to call out sexist comments, and to not let society deem me as less than solely due to my ethnicity, gender, or physical appearance. As a 14-year-old girl, living in a somewhat progressive country, I still find myself preaching for gender equality and radiating a sharp sense of social justice. It earned me the title of a feminist. But it's not something I'm ashamed of. In fact, who wouldn't want equal treatment of both genders? Yet, due to the current scenario, everyone having the same resources and opportunities is futile. Equity, giving individuals the resources they need to achieve an equal outcome, will be more effective than equality. In order to achieve gender equality, we need to first embrace equity. Imagine this. You have two apples. Person A had just eaten a hearty meal and person B had not eaten for the past 24 hours. Equality will be giving both individuals an apple each, but equity will mean giving person B two as they need that more in order to be on equal footing as person A. Now apply that to the inequality between both genders. We need to do something about it. And what better way to embody feminism and aim to attain equality? I study at an international school, a place that's supposed to be a sanctuary, a place to protect me from the harsh flaws of our society. Yet, events of sexism and unjust treatment due to differences of gender still happen. Small jabs, so minuscule and minute, are muttered under breaths. Jokes based on sexist stereotypes like women belonging in a kitchen are said and laughed at without a second thought. The worst part isn't that it's occurring in broad daylight, but it happens without the teacher's knowledge, as they know it's not right to display such atrocious behavior, yet they condone each other's blatant disregard 
for the female population. I believe that as human beings, we need to embrace equity in order to achieve equality. We need to be empathetic towards those whose society shuns. We need to stand up against perpetrators of gender inequality. Growing up as a girl, society told me things like sit with your legs crossed as it's more feminine. To not play certain sports because it wasn't for girls. To behave well and not like the boys acting uncouth. But I stand strong against those statements because I know that my gender doesn't compress my ability to do anything a male counterpart can. So with that, I hope everyone on International Women's Day stands passionate about achieving gender equality and celebrating the amazing female figures in their respective lives. Women shouldn't be in my class. All right, class. Let's face a reality here, shall we? The gender-called women shouldn't study physics. You might ask why. As we all know how emotional they are and how challenging physics is, no doubt they will cry on basic physics. Come on. We ask them to put on more clothes and they will bark like a dog. Such a weak creature. His voice, it kept me awake in this soulless night. Without my consciousness, my tears begin to fall uncontrollably. I wonder why my heart ached because of what my professor said yesterday. Words that may seem rubbish to someone, but a knife for someone with a heart like me. Maybe he's right, I soliloquy. I regain my composure by taking a deep nap. Past is past, I mumbled before I dozed off. In the library, knowing how I messed up with my last exam, I know I need to study harder. Without wasting my time, my eyes are rapidly searching for my major books. I pulled the book from its shelf one by one. Ouch! One book fell on my feet and I screamed. All eyes are on me. Oh, I just wanted the ground to open up and swallow me. Women in Science, 50 Fearless Pioneer Who Changed the World by Rachel Ignatowski, written on the cover. Because of the hardcover, my foot became sluggish. I didn't focus on the pain. Instead, I was hypnotized by the title. Without further ado, I took the book with me to my table and began my journey into the world of women who changed the world with their discoveries. As I'm reading, I was fascinated by those women, but my eyes and mind are on mother of modern physics, Mary Curie. Despite the barriers she must have endured to study, just like men in her era, she never gave up nor depend on others. As we all know how women was not allowed to pursue education in early 1900s, Marie Solomia Sklodowska, as known as Mary Curry, succeeded to have a higher education and became the first woman ever to receive a Nobel Prize. Not one, but two. Moreover, she discovered radium and polonium with her husband's support. Amazed by her journey, 
I begin to realize that women are able to achieve their dreams even in a major with a majority of men as participants. I will prove to my professor that women can do anything. With courage and effort, I believe we can achieve anything we work hard for. Again, all eyes on me. Hee hee. My apologies, everyone. My face turned into lobster red. Since then, I never let anyone make me feel unworthy because of my gender. I will continue to prove them that we can do it by creating a website so women who experience gender discrimination can share their experiences and quote, let the journey begin. I sit with my fingers still on my PC keyboard. Today, I want to share with everyone a very controversial topic, embracing equity. Even though the topic has been spoken about millions of times, there are still people who just don't get it. Things like body shaming, racism, misogyny have been normalized by our country for decades and is not normal at all. In Malaysia, our beauty standard is a slim body, poreless, clear skin, white as a sheet also, a bonus if the girl has dimples. Even in school, you're taught to be good looking or you will be a laughing stock for your whole school life. Plus, your friends will mock your appearance and call you bad names such as pigs and horses. Once when I was 14 years old, I had a bad breakout on my face and was literally on edge every single day. One of my male teachers came out and said, I feel like I want to rub your face with sandpapers. I just laughed awkwardly at his hurtful words. These actions will cause insecurities, depression, anxiety, and eating disorders to the victims. And everything will pass down from one generation to another if we don't try to stop it. Subsequently, I've also noticed that females don't usually hold leadership positions. We usually get to be vice president or anything lower than the president title itself. Why is this? Are we not worthy enough to become leaders? We are worth it. It's just another stupid discrimination against women saying that we can't lead because we're too emotional. To be honest, it's ridiculous when you see Queen Elizabeth II, Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi. They showed the whole world what women can do and how powerful we are. It's just the public sees men are more trustworthy in leading. I genuinely hope one day that will be a woman holding a prime minister position in our country. Furthermore, a double standard is everywhere. For example, there is a teacher with two similar students and she treats both of them differently by grading one of them harshly simply because she dislikes the other student. Isn't that stupid? Another example is the parents usually favor their son more than their daughter. They will always praise their son for the smallest things and let them do whatever they want, the opposite of their daughter who needs to obey everything they say. This is a widespread discrimination against women saying that we should only stay at home and take care of babies. However, there are many successful women like Rosita Chiwan, Nelofa, Siti Asma, Nurul Iza, and Dato Siti Nurhaliza, proving to us that gender is not something that can stop you from being successful. 
In conclusion, equity is a common sense that everyone should have, and we should always embrace it. As human beings, we should always join together and treat everyone all square to create a harmonious country. Reminiscing back on my school and pre-university days, I would say that I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to experience some leadership position, such as being the director of a club in high school and a leader to a big competition during my foundation. This role might not have seemed like a big role as they were only in school and pre-university setting. Nonetheless, I was fortunate to be surrounded by peers who were not discriminate against others on the basis of gender. This opportunity has given me the platform to voice out my opinion and express my ideas for decision making. I feel valued as an individual whether my views are heard and considered. Be it as it may, at this stage I was only thinking about myself as an individual and I do not think that my gender would play any role in this. Entering the realm of university for my degree has changed this perspective of mine. I'm currently in my third year of law school and throughout the journey so far, I have been surrounded by a lot of incredible women which I admire for how they often exude confidence in the way they represent themselves. It is truly inspiring to see them accomplish outstanding achievement, be it securing leadership position or acing some competition. I also started to be engaged with volunteer work because it's often encouraged by some of my female friends here whom I have looked up for. This is why I believe that women representation matters because it will lead to more women being able to actively participate in the community. This experience is remarkably meaningful for me as mostly the volunteer work would focus on tackling the issue revolving around women and marginalized groups. This somehow has guided me to discover and understand more about gender equality and equity. Being informed about issues affecting women has shaped me to acknowledge my worth and right as a woman. This affected me to such an extent that I want to actively participate in society in a way that my views as a woman will be heard by also considering the needs and circumstances of women for the decision or any policies that will be proposed. I might never face any extreme discrimination on the basis of my gender, but but I believe it is important to be involved in addressing the issues of discrimination against women as it is still prevalent in the society, especially in the fields that are dominated by men and in a patriarchy household. This portrays the importance that women should be educated and aware of women empowerment. Being informed about my value and right as a woman at this stage of my life would be beneficial for my future, especially career-wise. This whole story speaks to me on how much potential that can be in a woman and if given the exact resources and opportunity would lead to the betterment of society. Embracing Equity Building a fairer and more justice society. Equity is the concept of fairness and justice, where everyone has an equal opportunity to succeed, regardless of their background, race, gender, or socioeconomic status. Unfortunately, we live in a world where inequality is still prevalent and many people had denied the basic rights and opportunities that should be available to all. Therefore, embracing equity is vital for building a fairer and more just society that benefits everyone. To achieve equity, we must start by addressing the structural and systemic barriers that prevent people from reaching their full potential. For instance, 
people of color and marginalized communities face discrimination and biases in education, employment and housing, among other areas. These barriers limit their opportunities to success and create a cycle of poverty and inequality that affects generations. To address these issues, we must first acknowledge and understand the root causes of inequality. This means recognizing that structural and systemic barriers exist and addressing them through policies and programs that promote equity. For example, we need to invest in education and job training programs that provide equal opportunities for everyone regardless of their race, gender or socio-economic status. We also need to promote policies that address the wealth gap, such as progressive taxation and a living wage. Embracing equity also means creating inclusive and diverse communities where everyone feels valued and respected. This requires us to challenge our own biases and prejudices and strive to create environments that are welcoming to everyone. It also means recognizing the unique experiences and perspectives of marginalized communities and working to uplift their voices and empower them to create positive change. In addition, to addressing structural and systemic barriers, we must also promote equity in our everyday interactions and behaviours. This means treating everyone with respect and dignity, regardless of their background or identity. It means actively listening to and learning from others' experiences and perspectives, especially those of marginalised communities. It also means being an ally and advocate for those who are marginalised and standing up against discrimination and injustice. Embracing equity is not just a moral imperative. It is also essential for building a more prosperous and thriving society. When everyone has an equal opportunity to succeed, our communities become stronger and more resilient. We can leverage the talents and skills of all individuals, regardless of their background, to create innovative solutions to the challenges we face. In conclusion, embracing equity is critical for building a fairer and more just society. We must address the structural and systemic barriers that limit opportunities for marginalized communities and promote policies and programs that promote equity. We must also create inclusive and diverse communities that value and respect everyone's unique experiences and perspectives. By embracing equity, we can create a world where everyone has an equal opportunity to succeed and our communities are stronger and more resilient as a result. Embracing equity means recognizing and addressing imbalances of power and privilege. It means 
actively working to build an environment that is equal, fair, and just for all. This includes actively looking for and addressing any form of discrimination or bias that exists in our surroundings. In my own life, I have seen many instances of gender inequality. From the way girls receive less recognition in school for the same type of achievement, it is an issue that cannot be ignored. I have also seen bias and discrimination based on race and religion. Thus, it creates an unfair environment for students of a minority as they might not get the same opportunity as their peers. This is something that needs to be addressed urgently if we are to truly move forward to a more equitable society. The first step to embracing equity is recognizing that these issues exist and that we all have a role to play in tackling them. We must strive to create an environment of inclusivity and acceptance and ensure that everyone has access to the same rights and opportunity. We must strive to create a world where everyone is treated with respect and dignity, no matter their gender, race, or religion. As a result, I took the initiative to spread awareness regarding inequality in schools or family settings where boys are given priority over girls. We must also be willing to listen to the experiences of others and take action to ensure that everyone has access to the same opportunities. This might mean advocating for policy changes, increasing diversity in the workplace, and speaking out against instances of discrimination. In order to achieve this, I will work with my friends to create a safe space for teens to share their experiences online anonymously. Ultimately, embracing equity means actively working to create an environment that is equal, fair, and just for all. It means recognizing and addressing any imbalances of power and privilege and striving to create a world that is free of discrimination and bias. Only then can we all reach our fullest potential. I hope that more people will begin to embrace inquiry in their lives, especially teenagers, as we are the future of our country. For those of you who have been listening since part one again, and especially until the end to hear my rant, thank you so, so much. It really means the world to us. And if you 
like I said, resonate with the stories here, please reach out and let us know so we can also let the authors know. I also wanted to thank our amazing voiceover volunteers for being my lifesavers every week. Thank you loads to Aina, Aifa, Lingaswari, Celine Tan, Yashwini, Sharon, Vivian, Lim Zeeling, Hani, Najiha, Ina, and Allison. You girls are goddesses. Thank you so, so much. Love you. Love everyone still listening. And I hope everyone has a 